Um, this weekend is the, um, the kickoff for, for this series, and so we want to welcome each one of you, and we would like to have a word of prayer before Dr. West Youngberg comes and presents to us um, the last part of a three-part series, and just invite you to pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the opportunity that you give us to learn from the things that have been studied and researched in science and things also you have said in your word that are there to help us understand how our bodies work and what we could do to get the best use out of it. And so again, we thank you for the opportunity to have Dr. Wes Youngberg share with us tonight, and we ask your Holy Spirit to be with him as he presents all this knowledge to us. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So this is the final part of our Diabetes Undone kickoff weekend with the intent to answer the question, why is this important for each one of us? Uh, last, the, during the first uh, part of this weekend, we discussed that if you're over 40, one out of two of us already has a minimum of prediabetes. That's actually between the ages of 40 and 59. If you're between the ages of 60 and 74, three out of four of us out of three out of four of us already have a minimum, or I'm sorry, two out of three of us already have a minimum of prediabetes. And if we're over age 75, it's 75% of us have at least prediabetes. So if we don't have prediabetes, we're in the minority group. And so that's why the assumption that we should take, unless we have actually tested ourselves properly, is that we're over 40, chances are we're pre-diabetic. And, and so we're gonna, I'm going to be challenging you uh, to this, this evening as we go over some of these studies to do some things on your own to evaluate your own risk. Um, like many organizations, uh, hospitals, clinics, uh, community centers, and church groups around the country, we hear in this community, are starting a program uh, that's going to be twice a week. In this case, Monday nights and Thursday nights between 7 and 8.30. And that begins next Thursday. And so uh, we're looking forward to signing up some of you or maybe some of your friends that you tell about uh, to take part in this eight-week series that's designed to literally undo diabetes or pre-diabetes or, or the underlying causes of all of that, plus so much more. So why get involved? Why, why take a lifestyle medicine approach to this? It's because we call it the lifestyle medicine serendipity. It's interesting that when you seek, for instance, to lower your blood sugars exclusively with a with a uh, sulfonylurea medication, the more, more common forms of medications for diabetes, um, you lower your blood sugars, but you actually, many studies show, you increase your risk for heart disease. 
Same thing is true, ironically, with medicines that lower cholesterol. Statin medications are, have been frequently shown in studies that you lower your cholesterol, and therefore, theoretically, your risk for heart disease. But in doing so, that very medication increases insulin resistance, which has been a theme of this weekend. Uh, uh, and as you increase insulin resistance, you dramatically increase your risk for diabetes. Uh, and insulin resistance, as we'll see in a little bit, has been shown to be one of the top risk factors for having heart attacks and strokes. So you start wondering, wait a minute, what are we doing? Are we just, are we just kind of uh, playing a game here, thinking we're lowering our risk, when in fact we're not, and in fact we may be actually increasing our risk? Another example is, is uh, some of the blood pressure medications will lower the blood pressure great, but increases blood sugars or increase uric acid levels or gout risk. And so, and so that's why you have to be really intelligent and, and have a lot of training to be able to medicate these conditions because there's so many side effects that can come from them. What if we could actually do that naturally? And so this is actually a, uh, has for decades and decades been a, a very controversial topic. I know because I've been right in the center of it for almost 30 years now. And, uh, and so I, I know the whole history and the gamuts and the up and downs and the political challenges of, of even suggesting that it's possible to undo diabetes, to re actually reverse diabetes and the underlying factors associated with that. So let's begin uh, this session by... Uh, raising that question that I hear all the time in my office. Just yesterday, I had a patient that came into my office who'd, who'd uh, just gotten back from working with his, his uh, family physician, a good physician, who had done the right test and told this, this gentleman, you have diabetes, he met the criteria for diabetes. His fasting blood sugar was above 126. Uh, his, his hemoglobin A1C was above 6.5. He met all the criteria. And you, know, you only need to meet one of them uh, to, to pass the test, so to speak, you to qualify for the diagnosis of diabetes. But he actually qualified on, on two accounts. And, and so... Um, he, he said to me, he says, you know, uh, I, I said to my doctor, he says, you know, I, I don't want to be a diabetic, <laughs> right? I don't want to be a diabetic. And so his doctor very calmly and sincerely said to him, I, he, he said to him, Mike, you need to get used to this because you're going to have this for the rest of your life and we need to manage your risk factors. And Maybe three weeks later, after he got aggressive, I mean, he wasn't happy about it, but he changed his diet. Actually, on his own, he started doing some things about it, and we did some more comprehensive testing on it, on him. Just three weeks later, this was, I reviewed it with him just yesterday, and he no, long, he no longer fit the criteria for diabetes. Now, he still had advanced prediabetes, he no longer had diabetes. Why? Because just for three weeks, he had committed himself 
begrudgingly, certainly. He was pretty grumpy telling me about it, but he did it. And as we reviewed the data, which I considered baseline data, but for him it was three weeks out of doing things at least what he thought were beneficial to him, he, he saw dramatic results already. And, and as I reviewed his, his actual glucose tolerance test, I said, you, you, on this test you don't have diabetes, but your blood sugar shoot way up after you consume carbohydrates, and... And your insulin levels go sky high at one and two hours after that, that carbohydrate drink. And you know what I told him? I says, the good news is that this tells me that you are a, you are a candidate for being able to rapidly undo your diabetes. If, if, you continue on the track that you're currently following and take advantage of the things that you're going to learn through this other testing. And he kind of looked at me, and he wasn't too happy. He, you could tell that he was kind of battling inside of himself about how he was going to uh, do this. But he realized, even though, even though he didn't like the idea that he couldn't have his steak every night, even though he didn't like the idea that he needed to exercise, he realized that he had been on the fast track to a heart attack or a stroke. And as a very, very um, uh, successful businessman, he knew that he can't continue to do what he was doing uh, work-wise if he didn't address his physical health. And so now he recognized, he understands that it's reversible. And you know what he said? He says, yeah, but my doctor said it wasn't reversible. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not in any way decrying that individual, that, that physician. Good physician, well-trained. I was trained the same way. I was trained that diabetes is, is not reversible. I was trained that once a diabetic, always a diabetic. You're going to be on those medications for... The rest of your life. And so, and so I understand that, and, and I guess this is where if you are willing to, to think out of the box and start applying as many logical, reasonable strategies to improving health, all of a sudden the body is able to reach that tipping point where it can start healing. So we're talking about, of course, dealing with type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes, which is, which is, for the most part, related to a powerful resistance that's developed in the body towards insulin. And by reversing that resistance, all of a sudden, things start coming uh, in, under control. So, so as, I, as I suggested, this has been a very controversial area. And, and we still have many clinicians who are well-trained, who are sincere, who are seeking to do their work uh, and, and be helpful to their patients, are still today saying that diabetes is not reversible, that basically we're just going to have to manage this, manage your symptoms, manage your risk factors. Well, um, we know that uh, the prevailing medical paradigm still 
is that there's no cure for diabetes. The uh, National Library of Science says diabetes is a lifelong disease. There is no cure. Now, if you're somebody who's just been diagnosed with a condition or a family member or a close friend and you're concerned about yourself or them and, and, you, and you go to the internet and you start looking and you see highly respected organizations saying there is no cure, are you now mo- more motivated to... to uh, Finding solutions to reversing your diabetes? No, your kind of your hopes have been now deflated. You've been, you've been essentially told by somebody who has a whole lot more training possibly than you do, certainly in that area, that there's really no hope. Therefore, just kind of get in line, do what everybody else does. So we have to be very careful the messages that we give to one another. Mayo Clinic, there is no cure for type 2 diabetes. Uh, but there is... That over the last 20, actually 20 to 40 years now, there's been a growing number of revolutionaries, you could call them, uh, individuals who, who did not just accept the notion that this was incurable, but asked the question, wait a minute, what are actually the factors that drive this condition? What are the underlying causes associated with type 2 diabetes? Uh, and Dr. Dean Orner says, you got diabetes, get rid of it. He, he was the, the internal medicine physician and, and cardiology fellow that 25 years ago challenged the medical establishment who continued to insist that heart disease was not reversible, and he was criticized by many, many of his colleagues. And what are you doing, doing research on reversing heart disease? Everybody knows you can't reverse heart disease, in spite of the fact that, that animal research for over 50 years had demonstrated that you could reverse heart disease in animals. But somehow that didn't apply to humans. And so he did the research uh, with, uh, against great opposition and ridicule. And now, anybody who's willing to look at the research is very, uh, can, can easily see that if there's a will, there's a way to reversing heart disease. I'm not saying it's easy. There's just a way to do it. If you're willing to put the effort into it and address the, not, not, not only the fundamental strategies that should be effective for all, but also personalize and figure out what is it in this individual that's driving the risk the most and address those aggressively. So Dr. Dean Ornish, uh, recognizing the full potential. Dr. Joel Furman, you know, we won't be controlling your type 2 diabetes Forget about controlling it. Forget about managing it. It says, we'll be having you become undiabetic. Okay? Um, uh, 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 he's a physician that's willing to say it like it is. Um, uh, speaking of somebody who's willing to speak their mind, <laughs> Dr. John McDougall was never afraid to speak his mind, no matter, no matter if he only represented 1% of the population in terms of his beliefs. Uh, and he said a simple cure is possible for essentially everyone with type 2 diabetes. Wow. This is an internal medicine physician who's been doing this for over 45 years 
clinically. So powerful, powerful work. Wow. So let me tell you a, a quick story of something that happened to me. In 2004, I was asked by the president of a, of a regional medical society, um, a, a medical organization that was planning a huge medical conference that would um, encompass the entire Pacific Rim, all around Asia and the islands and uh, Hawaii and California. So it was, it was a Pacific Rim medical conference. And so this, this, this physician called me up. He said, Wes, would you be willing to present a, a, a talk on reversing diabetes with nutrition? So I'd been around the block a couple times, you know, so I, I, I said, uh, are you sure you want me to talk about reversing diabetes with nutrition? He goes, yeah, they'll love it. And so I said, okay, okay. So, so he, he gave me, he says, I'll even give you 90 minutes. It'll be a plenary, it'll be a double ballroom at the Hilton, and, and there's going to be 500 people there. So this is your chance to present your message. I like the way you present, so do it. So I said, okay. I said, hey, he's on my side, right? And so I go, I just show up a few minutes before uh, my, I'm supposed to speak, and I had understood that just before I spoke, they had brought in a geneticist uh, uh, from, uh, from uh, some other country, a, a, a world-renowned geneticist who had spoken, and, and I had been busy, and I hadn't been able to catch that talk, and I was hoping to get a recording of that, but as I, as I, as I come up, I, I kind of hear a little rumor, a murmur in the audience, and, and uh, so I, I went on to present a 90-minute discussion on what I believed at the time to be a pretty good review of the literature and the facts on how type 2 diabetes was indeed reversible. During that talk, I, I showed a two-minute clip from Supersize Me. How many of you have, have seen Supersize Me? Just maybe a third of you. you got to watch it. If you haven't seen that, it's, it's, it's a very hard-hitting documentary put together by Morgan Spurlock. Um, and, um, well, it, 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 it kind of makes you a little uncomfortable in places. <laughs> but, but it really makes you think sometimes... The best thing for us is to be made feel a little uncomfortable. Because sometimes we won't do anything about anything that's, that's, that's challenging our health unless we get to the point where we're a little uncomfortable. And so uh, he certainly does that in, in his documentary. But during his documentary, he, he interviews a bariatric surgeon, actually a team of surgeons, who were experts at doing uh, gastric bypass surgeries. And they said on camera, without, without, any, uh, without any doubt in their mind, says, said, gastric bypass surgery is the only procedure known today to cure diabetes. Now... Um, I'm not a fan of gastric bypass surgery. In, in some cases, it's, it's, it's maybe critical and important, but I think in most cases, there's better options. But, again, I've been around the block a couple times, and I'd realize I'm always looking for studies 
that help tear down old, inaccurate paradigms. And so now I had an in with this group of medical professionals and that, that showed that the prevailing paradigm at the time, as it's been for decades before and it still is, is that diabetes is not reversible. There's no cure for diabetes. Look it up for yourself. And, and so now there's these respected surgeons who are saying, bariatric surgery, gastric bypass surgery, cures diabetes. In other words, if a surgery can cure diabetes, what does that say about the notion that diabetes is incurable? It breaks it wide open. Okay? And so that was my end. I presented that and, and went on to, to discuss other factors. And as I finished if I finished my presentation, I, I, I was preparing to take questions, and up comes the chairman of the scientific committee in charge of the conference. Not the president that had called me in, but the chairman of the scientific committee, uh, who, who's a well-respected physician in that community, uh, a, a kidney specialist, nephrologist. In fact, he ran a kidney dialysis unit right across the hall from our lifestyle medicine clinic and wellness center. And he gets up uh, a little bit uncomfortable, and he, and he has another podium, and he says, um, as chairman of the scientific committee, I want to go on record officially at this conference and, and state that I categorically do not agree with Dr. Youngberg's presentation. You could have heard a pin drop. There's 500 people in that double Hilton ballroom sitting, sitting around tables looking at me, looking at him. Okay, I'm looking at them, and I'm looking at him. I'm, going, I'm thinking... I'm saying a little prayer. I say, God, help me to know how to respond to this. I don't want to create a, a political situation or create hostilities or, or get upset uh, or feel insulted. And, um, and so, fortunately, this physician explained himself. He took time to explain himself. And it was clear to me it was not a, a personal vendetta against me. It was just that's how he had been trained. And in his own experience... Okay, uh, with regards to diabetics, he'd never seen a diabetic reverse diabetes. And so he's going like, hey, you know, I'm, a, I'm an expert, I'm a specialist, and if I've never seen it, I don't think it's possible. And so he just stepped up to the mic and said, hey, listen, this, this is like, this is way out in left field here. And so I, I don't believe this. And, um, and as he, he went on to discuss this, he said, he says, but of course... As heard previously by the geneticist who had just finished his presentation, unbeknownst to me, this geneticist says, I believe that someday we are going to be able to cure diabetes through genetic reengineering principles. And so this nephrologist uh, repeated that information out of deference to this specialist that he himself had brought in at, for the conference. And when I heard him say that, I said to myself, thank you, God, I know exactly what I need to say or how to respond to this. And so after a few minutes, uh, uh, this nephrologist finished his, his uh, 
his uh, rebuttal, I guess, uh, to, to my presentation. And now it's time to take questions. So they're all like, what's, what's uh, Dr. Yumber going to say about this? And so, and so I, what, I started out by saying, well, first of all, doctor, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to bring this up in this setting. Because this is a critical, critical issue, and not only you, but I also, and many of the people in this audience, had been trained that diabetes was not reversible. That once a diabetic, always a diabetic. And as so as, uh, but I said, the, key, the critical factor is, is that we better make sure that when we tell somebody that there is no hope to, re- to reverse their diabetes, that that's true. Because if it's not true, you have just destroyed the potential for somebody to dramatically regain their health and and overcome a condition that in their mind is leading to a premature death. And secondly, I said, I'm really glad that the geneticist was speaking at this conference because... Through genetic engineering principles is exactly how lifestyle and nutritional medicine operates to reverse type 2 diabetes. Fortunately, that was the end of the discussion. We took questions and uh, had a a, little nice uh, discussion with him afterwards. And um, the two days later, I am driving to work, and I'm listening to the top of the hour AP News, and I hear a big study. If we could get the slides back on. Nope. Do, you, do I need to come up there? Huh? Okay. Um, so, um, t- two... Two days later, I'm driving to work, and I, I, I'm listening to the news, and it's the, the, the news announcer saying, big study conducted, published in the journal Diabetes Care, arguably the most respected medical journal rel- relative to diabetes in the world, uh, with thousands of individuals shown that uh, of those people with diabetes, who then proceeded to have gastric bypass surgery, within a year of that surgery, 76% of those individuals were cured of diabetes. Three out of four of those with just a gastric bypass surgery. Not saying there aren't any risks. There are are many risks associated with that. But that was able to resolve diabetes, reverse diabetes, undo diabetes, and the vast majority of these individuals with diabetes. And as I I, I listened to that, I kind of smiled to myself uh, when I I heard that. And I, I parked my car. I get into the elevator at work. And as I walk into the elevator, the only other person in the elevator is my nephrologist friend who works across the hall from me. Uh, and, and as I, I stood there, I, I, I said, good morning. I greeted him. And my first impulse was say, hey, um, you see that study in diabetes care about reversing diabetes uh, 76% of the time? But I chose not to do that. Because he was a researcher. He was a re- well-respected physician in the community. 
And I knew that within days, he would know about that study. Okay, and you know, within a month's time, we're collaborating on research projects. And so, it's just, and so it just, just shows that as, as recently as, as uh, a few, 10 years ago or so, there was, there was still a, a significant unwillingness to accept the notion that diabetes was reversible. Well, the reality is, is that Dr. John Anderson, an a endocrinologist, a diabetes doctor from University of Kentucky at Lexington, came to Loma Linda University when I was a student there in 1985 and, and presented a topic showing by his own research that had been published in the medical journals during the 70s and early 80s that you can reverse diabetes the vast majority of the time. This is not new research. This, this, is, this has been in the medical literature for decades and decades, and still there's an unwillingness to accept it. So the bottom line is that you and I have to decide which road we're going to take. Are we going to buy into the, the, the notion that there's nothing that we can do except pop pills? Or are we going to buy into the well-established evidence-based research that if you're willing to do something about it, if you're willing to learn and apply that information, you, in fact, can powerfully impact your risk of diabetes. Uh, do I need to come up? No? Yeah? Okay, let's just, let's just take a two-minute break here. 